guys, um, welcome back to the SWAT podcast. Uh, if you are new and listening to us just for this semester, uh, welcome. Welcome, yeah, we're, we're so happy to have you listen. Yeah, we, we've um, actually done like 15 other episodes, so if you want to hear any of those, you can look in our backlog. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, anyway, uh, our hosts are, I'm, my name is Alan, uh, I'm a math major here and a music minor, um, and this, I'm the president of the podcast club. And I'm Mitchell Stevens. I'm a computer science major and I'm VP. Yep. And uh, we're looking for membership. So if anybody else wants to join us in our podcast club, please let us know. Shoot us an email at swalu.edu at gmail.com. Um, no, wait, that's not it. Uh, Swalu podcast at gmail.com. Bro, you're getting rusty. Yeah, I'm getting very rusty. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's, yeah. Well, hey, Alan, how's it going on news today? Um, News-wise, really good question. I don't have anything planned. It is 2020, so um, anything happened at school? Oh, let's talk about what's happened throughout school, because that's typically what we do around here. If you're unfamiliar, we like to do news from the school and news from, like, kind of, you know, general world stuff. Yeah, what's going on around campus. Yeah, so um, the campus event that we're currently doing. Oh, um, our guest star is here. Give us a moment. Well, hey, Alan. How, how was your break? Uh, my break was pretty good. I had a, uh, a great time. I completed a song nice. over the week. Um, so I don't know if you guys have heard God Wants to Hear You Sing. Uh, it's actually a pretty cool song. Um, but anyway, I composed a choir version of that. Really? And so um, it's got several different layers and multiple different things. It's going to be really cool to hear at some point. So Nice. Uh, and other news, the Swallow Talent Show is coming up. So if you guys yes. want to join that. Yeah. By all means. Oh, I, I think we have someone special in the house. Today. Oh yeah, yeah, we have our guest star that showed up. Um, anyway, we were trying. We had also some technical difficulties while you were gone, so it's, don't worry. It's fine. It all fit all perfectly. Good. You want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yes, my name is uh, Buster Swoops Jr. I'm a assistant professor of religion here at Southwestern. Uh, I love teaching, but I also love just learning from other people as well. Nice. How long have you been teaching here? Uh, this is my second year, so it's been only a year and a half. Wow. Yeah. What do you think so far? Do you find it challenging? Do you enjoy it? I enjoy it. I graduated from here in 2006. Wow. So coming back, there's been some great changes and some other ones where I'm like, oh, well, cool. I, I'll, I'm adjusting, right? But uh, before that, I pastored for, for 12 years as well uh, for the Texas Conference. So overall, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying the transition here, though. That's really neat. Um, so uh, anyway, yeah, you were uh, your first year was actually la- our freshman year. So we've all come to this university together as yes. you as the teacher and me as the students. This is our first professor we've had on the podcast. Um, yeah. So oh, that's pretty yeah, cool. You're, you're our first. Usually we have students, and so it's kind of cool to have uh, it's, stuff. We do appreciate you coming on today. No, my pleasure. Uh, and other school news, I enjoyed the um, I enjoyed the ice skating thing that they had the other oh. day. That was really fun. I had a blast yeah. doing that. Uh, I skated for like two and a half hours straight. Um, yeah. Wow. I just say I was, I, I, I used to ice skate when I was younger and I ski, so it's just like, <laughs> it's in your blood. It was so cool. You're speeding around at like 12 or 15 miles an hour and you're like, yes. Okay, okay. So. Did you do anything over the break or just relax? Over the break, I, we visited my sister in San Antonio and oh. then, uh, caught up really with the family, got a chance to do some sightseeing, uh, just around town, uh, children's museum, things like that. Uh, went to the... A dinosaur park that was uh, uh, over there up in closer to Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Some neat stuff with the family. Nice. It's always good. It's always a good time. You know, this weather has been really crazy. It's, it's been hot. Yes, it has. It has I been disagree. Hot. What are you talking about? And, it's also, hot, been, hot and, and it's also been rainy. I, I yeah, love the, the rain, by the, the past way. few days. The, the thing about it is we're all right. It's been hot, cold, <laughs> rainy. Welcome spent. to Texas. Exactly. <laughs> 
It's only Texas. Would you pine all four seasons in one day? Yes, yes, yes. It's pretty neat. Um, all right, well, it looks like we're, I mean, unless anybody has any other new stuff, we're going to oh, get into our devotional. I wanted to, um, so what I did for my break is actually I started doing a volunteer firefighting. Oh, that's cool. Oh. So, uh, you know, Coach Hutz, he does volunteer fire, firefighting at um, the station in Lillian, Texas. Yes. And uh, before that, one of my friends, he lives in Kansas, and he, he does uh, firefighting for a living. Okay. And he, he recommended that I try it out. And you know what? I've loved it since. That's awesome. It, Congratulations. Really, well, <clears throat> I haven't been on any calls yet, but getting to interact with uh, other firefighters, getting to help work together, building, uh, building trust. Like uh, Wednesday, we had an excavation uh, training. Oh. So we work, we work with uh, the spreaders, the rammer, a cutters. Wow, okay. Such heavy tools. Jaws of life? Jaws of life. Wow, okay. I always thought those were the jaws of death, but anyway, no. <laughs> Silly Alan. This is it. Now you get the idea of the tone of this podcast just <laughs> yes, constantly. Sir, yes, this sir. is Anyway, so anyway, we are getting ready to into our devotional. And as we found out last time on the podcast, insert, uh, I'll may insert a scene from last time. So anyway, the point was is that we got through to Daniel chapter, we did Daniel chapter one, Daniel chapter two, Daniel chapter three, Daniel chapter four, four five, all six. All the way up to seven. And at 7, we got through the first 15 verses in 45 minutes. So yes. uh, we need some help on that. So we yeah. figured it would be best if we got a theology professor along here. Usually the way we've been doing this is we just read through it and then try to understand it, which is cool for the for most of the chapters, but this one seems to be a little bit different. Okay, let's, let's try and take a crack at it. Right. Okay, wonderful. Uh, who wants to start reading? I'll start a... Let's start a... Okay, move the microphone over to where you there you go. Perfect. I'll start at uh, verse 11. Let's start a little bit back before we hit 15. All right. Uh, well, I thought we were just going to start at the beginning. Oh, you want to start from the beginning? Would that be yeah. okay? Yeah. Cool. So, uh, Daniel chapter 7. In the first year of Belshazzar, the king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions in his head. While on his bed, he wrote down the dream, telling the main facts. Daniel spoke, saying, I saw my vision by night, and behold... The four winds of heaven were stirring up, stirring up a great sea, and four great beasts came upon the sea, each different, each different form from another. The first was like a lion, and an eagle's wings. I watched till its wings were plucked off, and who was lifted up from the earth, and made to stand on two feet like a man, and a heart, and a man's heart was given to it. And suddenly, another beast, a second, like a bear. It was raised up on one side. It had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. And they said, Thus it, Arise, devour much flesh. After this, I looked to where it had back... Sorry. After this, I looked, and there was another, like a leopard, which had on its back four wings of a bird. The beast also had four heads, and the, and the dominion was given to it. After this, I saw the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast... Dreadful and terrible, exceedingly strong. It, it, it had a huge iron teeth. It had devouring, breaking into pieces, and trampling the re, um, residue with its feet. It was different from all the bees that were before it, and it had ten horns. Now, what what do you make from this, uh, Pastor Soups? Which part? There's a ton of them. <laughs> exactly. We need to probably go back through and break this down a little bit. Um, so that appears to be the first part of the chapter. Right, what did you read, Tom? Uh, from verse very first to uh, verse eight, and okay. that was talking about. Uh, so, what exactly are these four beasts? Well, as you can see it here, and Daniel's uh, made it clear all the way from chapter one to here 
that it's not only a uh, uh, accurate book as far as what Daniel's saying in the present, but also one of talking about history and also one talking about future. And hindsight is 2020 because the year 2020, right? So we can look back now and say Daniel was actually accurate with this as well. Uh, and we saw that in chapter it. two when it comes to the uh, the statue. Oh, yeah. All those dates. I mean, it doesn't necessarily give you the exact date of how long a kingdom worked, at least in this part of the Bible. But it did give you all of what kingdoms going to rule when. Yes. And so these four carnivorous beasts, uh, these animals are representing, of course, uh, powers that reach the top of political strength, right? Okay. Okay, so are they basically the reforged version of the statue that we saw in Chapter 2 in a way? Yes, sir, it is. Okay, yes. so this is the exact same thing, just told in a different way. Yes, and telling this this is telling more not of succession, but what they're doing in their, hmm. that succession as well. Oh, that's cool. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, wow. so um, let's, maybe we can take apart the, uh, the first beast. Yeah, so the first was like a lion, and it, it had eagle wings. I watched till its wings were plucked off, and it was lifted up from the earth and made to stand on two feet like a man and given a heart, a man's heart. And also it came from the sea. That's also important yeah. to know. So I believe all of these came from the sea, right? Yeah, all four of them came from the sea. So, 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 so the great sea is representing turbulent times, and you mm -hmm. can see that in order for these kingdoms to succeed one after the other, they're usually a war or a battle or something like that, and then, then it's turned then, over and no one's like, you know what, you're a better king than us, you can just take it. Like, there's <laughs> this turbulence that takes place, so that's, yeah. that's coming out of the Great Sea. It's like playing Monopoly and like, okay, you know what, you can just take my properties, I believe. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so, the first one there is the, it's the eagle that has lions, or lion with eagle's wings. You don't yeah. want to have an eagle with lion's wings. So that would also be really cool. Yeah, <laughs> that would be cool. I'm but seeing the picture lion, right there. Yeah, lion's wings. That, this, it's kind of weird. This is representing Babylon, and mm -hmm. it's receiving characteristics of a human being and becoming less like an, uh, a wild animal of prey. And you see that Nebuchadnezzar, when he became uh, humane and intelligent, he humbled himself before God. Also reading from the Andrews Study Bible. So it's... It's giving us yeah. this picture of what's happening here. And we saw that a lot of times in, I think it was chapter 5 or chapter 6. Which one was it that, um, chapter, uh, chapter 4, I'm four, sorry. 4, Nebuchadnezzar went crazy. Yes, Nebuchadnezzar yeah. went crazy. And we already read about that on episode 4 if you or of season 2, if you want to listen okay. to that. Cool. So, but, um, yeah, so uh, that's basically, that follows that exactly where Nebuchadnezzar was, uh, well, when he was going crazy, and then as like you said, he started to humble. He he started to calm down and uh, do rational thinking. Yes, sir. And the second beast suddenly another beast, a second like a bear. It raced up on one side and had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth, and they said thus to it, "Arise and devour much flesh." Ah. So now this one's the one where we kind of got a little bit. You know. Yeah. So, so what what power comes after Babylon? Um, well, let's take a look at our history lesson. Uh, give me one moment. Um, so we got, um, let's see here. Ooh, All right, so let's the Romans. I don't know. Remember, no. remember right after. So uh, uh, Belshazzar, mm -hmm. he was there, and remember he was in the temple, and he was profaning the things of God. Oh, and yeah. And many, many tekel of Parson. Yes. Right? And oh, so right. then that night... Didn't the Persians come in? Ah, there we go. It's the Medes and the Persians. And the, this, the reason why he's lopsided is because 
Media and Persia came together, but it was lopsided because, well, one was more superior than the other. Didn't, so, the, didn't the Medes and the Persians, they were two separate uh, peoples, but they joined forces yes. so that way they could defeat them. But one, uh, who was actually more stronger in that case? Well, it's, uh, I have the, the note here. Lopsided stance reflects the unequal power between older Median and younger but stronger Persian size of the Median Persian Empire. So Anakin Skywalker versus Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> anyway. there, there we go, there you go. Like we'll put it into today's terms. And check this out, the three ribs, they're representing the three uh, bears victims, which were Lydia, Babylon, and Egypt. These were all uh, kingdoms that they had conquered. Oh, wow. You, you know what? That's actually a really good description when you put it like that. Yeah, yeah. That, that fits like, wow. I didn't so know what are that. the three kingdoms that the ribs represent again? It was Babylonia. Uh-huh. Lydia. Lydia. And Egypt. And Egypt. That's cool. And actually, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But I didn't time. realize that the... Well, I didn't know about the Medes and I know about the Persians, but I didn't realize that they came together and conquered three different king kingdoms. I didn't realize they conquered Egypt at this time. That that's actually really cool to know. Uh, but also keep in mind that Egypt probably would have actually expanded out by this time and would have become a more powerful empire. But they had this weird thing where they didn't like to leave the Nile River, so touche, touche there. Biblical archaeology, please take this class. It's fun. <laughs> you learn a lot. And then going on to third, after this, I looked, and there was another, like a leopard, which had on its back four wings of a bird. The beast also had four heads, and the dominion was given to it. Okay, so. You guys know what kingdom comes after Babylon and then Media Persia? I'm looking it up right now. Is it Romans? Uh, no, it's, not yet. Not yet, not yet. Alexander oh, the Great. great. Uh, who was? Greece. Great. Oh, yeah. Greece. So yeah. Greece, uh, historically accurate, once again here, the reason why this is a leopard, it's fast, is moving. Alexander the Great was on a tear. Oh, that guy was fast. Exactly. And if you look throughout his like his stuff, he went through just place to place. Okay, let's conquer this, 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 conquer this. Are we done yet? Conquer this, conquer this, conquer this. And I'm assuming, do the four heads represent each kingdom he conquered? No. So here, it's actually a little bit different. Is that Alexander the generals? He actually passed, right? And the four generals, instead of staying united... They actually divided into four different kingdoms. Oh, that was wow. a dumb idea. Yeah. And so those four kingdoms that divided into were Macedonia, uh, Pergamum, uh, Egypt, and Syria. Okay, well, really? Egypt gets back on its feet. I like this. There you go. <laughs> and, and, and so each wing, so there are four heads and four wings, each representing a different kingdom. Yes, there we go. Really interesting. That's cool. Okay, well, that makes actually a lot of sense now. What's What's cool is that we can now take this, instead of more interpreting this from the past, we're interpreting this from the future. Yes. And, we'll, oh, and that's the thing. That's, that's what I love about the Word of God, which is because of the aspects that we have now, we can go back and say, man, where does this fit? Like, what did God say was going to happen? And where did this happen? And we can go back and say, oh, this is where it happened. It makes so much sense now because God's correct. Yeah. We can understand it. It's like, oh. That makes a lot of sense. Yes, it does. And then moving on to the last piece. After this, I saw in the night vis visions and behold a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible and exceedingly strong, and had huge iron teeth. It was devouring, pre uh, breaking in pieces and trampling the residue with its feet. It was different from all the beasts. There, there were before it had been, it had ten horns. 
Okay. Well, if we were wondering the uh, the validity of the idea that the statue and the beast align up, uh, I think the iron is a good indicator here. Where the fourth area, the fourth, sorry, the, not the fourth. The fifth beast is actually iron. He's got iron teeth, so it's kind of similarity with iron. And that could be one way to map it up if you're trying to go from the past, yeah. uh, which would be very difficult. Keep That, that, that would be like extremely difficult to try to map this from the past. Yeah. Oh, man. So, so, Mitchell, this is your chance. It's Who, the which, Roman. Ah, he's right. <laughs> no, this is, this is definitely Roman. It, you know, as everything's coming together, we see Roman deed was terrible. Like, yeah. Like they, they conquered swaths of land. Yes, and part of it was because, and look, look at this, because of their ability to work with iron, as you just said, said Ellen. Uh, yeah, they were the, they were the first real people to actually like generate you know large amounts of actual iron swords out to people because yes. if you look at the pre times because I I did my study uh, my paper in biblical archaeology was on sword design and sword making. Before the Romans, pretty much everybody else used a lower quality of iron. Yes. They were the real guys who actually converted um, iron to an actual feasible metal that you could actually hack at and stuff. Because before, people were using bronze. People were also using an iron, but it was just basically pure iron ingot. It wasn't more steel. This is almost yes. steel. So, so have you ever seen the show uh, Forged in Fire? Yes. I have. Yeah. I have not that is a, so, so, so when they don't temper the steel correctly oh, and they yeah. try to hit someone with it, what happens? It warps. Yeah, it warps and it and bends. It cracks. Yeah, as it cracks, it shatters. Yeah. Uh, Rome figured out how to temper it to where it's strong and it's solid, right? And so they're able to do damage. That's like why they're strong and terrible. We won't even mention the Damascus steel stuff no, from no, other no, countries the, right the now. The hundred but, layers, but yeah. You know. Those are really <laughs> fun. I've seen those being made, like not in real life, but in videos. It's yes, cool. sir. And then in, uh, chapter, in verse 8, I'm considering the horns, and there is another horn, a little one coming up among them, before whom three of the first horns were plucked out of by their out plucked out by their roots, and there was and this horn were the eyes or eyes like I'm sorry, let me read it again, and there in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man, and the mouth speaking pompous words. I watched till the thrones were put in place, and the ancient days was seated, and a garment was white as snow, and his hair, his head was like pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame, its wheels a burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth before, before him. A thousand, thousands and thousands of ministered to him. Tens of thousands, tens of thousands stood before him. The court was seated and the books were opened. Wow, that's that's a that's pretty big. Uh, that is a lot of description. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's break this down. Yeah. Uh, do you guys can you guys imagine what this little horn is coming out of? Well, considering most of the time in the past, uh, assuming based off of what we've had, we had heads equal generals. Mm -hmm. So and uh, we had wings equal power. So yeah. we're assuming that some part of their body part we had teeth equal like their abilities so whatever their body part is in this case of the animal it has to do with some you know fit, uh, uh, feature of the kingdom itself so if three of the horns get plucked up i would assume that three of the king uh three of the cities or or three of the generals were gone yeah three, i think this is the rise the rise of caesar or a, a rise of some uh, a very high figure well yeah, and you guys run on to a point which is Rome had like pretty much ten, if you will, uh, kingdoms that are part of it, and uh, I, I don't remember them off the top of my head. I don't have them written down, but 
Ostrogoths, Visigoths, you probably heard of these before. There's Burgundy, all these different places. Actually, mm-hmm. no, but, but anyway, continue. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so three of these kingdoms actually faded and they ceased, right? And then out of this, one of them actually rose up to power, which was this little horn, which we believe is Papal Rome, rising out of, rising out of um, uh, Empirical Rome. Okay, okay. Interesting. So this is, and the, the reason why we see this here as well is because uh, this little horn had eyes of a man and a mouth speaking pompous words. And these pompous. pompous words were actually words of saying that he is God here on earth, right? Now, I want to put a disclaimer out there. This is not bashing anyone. We're talking about history. Uh, and so part of this is looking at a system, not a people. We're not attacking a people. We're yeah. also looking at this. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I, I also find that very interesting that, um, you know, it goes through and it talks about how the, you know, it's going to tell you what's going to be destroyed. If you're looking at this from the past point of view, once again, that's kind of my thing here in this in this in particular Bible, uh, this, this in particular chapter. If you were going to try to convert this backwards from the past, you would know that at some point three of your nations are going to be, or three of your cities are going to be destroyed. So... Well, anyway, hopefully it's not one of yours. You're like counting, <laughs> yeah. rolling the dice. Up. Well, we know that three of them are going to be destroyed. Let's move to Egypt for a while. Uh. <laughs> now, can you explain to me? Um, it talks about his throne with a fiery flame. So, 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 so this is actually switching back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. So it went from this little horn, but then there's another glimpse and says, "I watched till thrones were put in place, and the ancient of days was seated." Yep. The ancients of days is now. The throne of heaven. This sounds okay. like we're after the toes at this point. Well, well, yeah. Well, it's kind of giving me a glimpse of God's response to this little horn speaking pompous words. Interesting. And as you can see here, there's this this imagery here, especially a, a fiery stream issued and came forth before him. A thousand, a thousand ministered to him and 10,000 times. So this is actually a court that's being watched and there's judgment taking place. Judgment particularly towards this little horn. And I, uh, did you read verse 11? I can. Yeah. I watched there. I watched in because of the sound of the pompous words which the horn was speaking. I watched till the beast was slain and its body destroyed and given to the burning flame. As for the rest of the beast, they had their own dominion taken away. Yet their lives were prolonged for a season of time. Yeah. So, and I'm glad glad you brought it up, Alan, because you said this is after the toes. But like this, remember after Rome, what comes after? Just the There's, toes. Yeah, the toes, which is the clay and iron mixed, but it can't really mix. But in order for that to happen... So we still have remnants of Rome. Yes. And, but yet, we also have this new element of clay thrown in there. And that makes a lot of sense when it comes to the idea of, okay, all these other generals or these other parts of the kingdom are losing their power, so they're no longer iron-like, yeah. but yet they're still in the world. Yes. Know? They're still at the political rise. They prolong, he prolonged them for a season of time. Yes, and so notice that this beast was slain at this time, but the horn is still going to be still around. Well, I think it was interesting. It's talking about how um, I watched there, the pompous words which given, I watched till the beast was slain and its body destroyed and given to to the burning flame. Mm. So the the no, I, I I don't think it's talking about the wheelchair here. I think it's actually talking to the the guy in the white chair. Yes. Or the the white guy in the suit or whatever they call it. We need to come yes. up with a name. Yes. Guy in the high throne. <laughs> but anyway, it sounds like, and this would be a good indication of whatever power is at this time. 
the body or the main general, you know, uh, we say a body of people, where the main group or the larger portion of this goes back to whoever this guy in this big suit is. Yes. And I'm assuming this is God based off of the description, how cool it's sounding. Yes, sir. Um, and so that's cool. And, and I'll go on and move on. As for the rest of the beasts, they have taken their own dominion and taken yet away, and their lives were prolonged for a season of time. I was, I was watching in the night of visions, and behold, one, one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the ancient, uh, ancient of days, and they brought him near before him. Then to him was given a dominion and glory and a kingdom, that all these people and nations and him, his dominion is everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom the one which shall not be destroyed. So, let me stop you there. At the end of chapter 2, uh, chapter two remember this big stone that's cut out and destroys the statue? That well, this is almost word for word on what that says. Exactly. This is a direct correlation of saying, once again, Jesus' kingdom will forever be the one that stands. Yeah. And I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit with my body, and in the, in the visions of my head troubled me. I came near to one of those who stood by me and asked him, or asked, asked him the truth of all this. So he told me and made, and made known to me to, the interpretations of these things. Oh, let's see here. Whoa, they give you the interpretation in the chapter? Well, if we would have just gotten to that. All right, continue on. And those great beasts, which are four of the kings, which arise out of the earth, but the saints of the Most high, Highness shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever even forever and ever. And then I wish to know the truth and the fourth, the truth about the fourth beast, which was different from all the others, exceedingly dreadful with its teeth of iron and nails of bronze, which devoured broken pieces and entrampled the residue with its feet. And the ten horns were on its head and one horn, uh, which came up before the three, namely that horn which had eyes and mouth, which spoke pompous words, whose appearance was greater than his fellows. I was watching, and the same horn was making war against the same prevailing against them, until the ancient days and came in the judgment made on high, bear the saints of the Most High, and possessed the king. Sorry. And the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom, and thus he said, in verse, uh, verse 23, The fourth beast shall be a fourth kingdom on earth, which shall be different from all the other kingdoms and shall devour the whole earth, trample it, and break it into pieces. The ten horns are the ten kings who shall arise from this kingdom, and then shall rise after them. Or sorry, another shall rise after them. He shall be different from all the ones, and shall subdue the three kings. He shall speak pompous words in the Most High, shall persecute the saints of the Most High, and shall intend to change the times and law. Then the saints shall be given into his hand, and for the time and time and a half, Verse 26, but, but the court shall be seated, and they shall take away all of his dominion, to consume it and destroy it forever. Then the kingdom and dominion, and the, get, and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven, shall be given to the people, to the saints of the Most High. His kingdom is everlasting, and all the victims shall serve and obey him. For, and this is the last verse, 28. This is the end of the account. As for me, Daniel, my thoughts greatly troubled me. And my and my consciousness can changed, but I kept matter. I kept the matter in my heart. All right. So let me let me summarize all this. God wins. <laughs> yeah. And basically, yeah, and we could go through and break some of this stuff but, down even more. But but yeah yeah yeah. That that's that's the gist of it. 
I do want to, like, especially hit a couple of these things. Yeah. Um, especially talking about judgment against this, this fourth beast, his kingdom. But look about that, some of the things that he does. One of the most famous aspects of the little horn, I should say, is verse 25 of chapter 7. He shall speak pompous words against the Most High. Uh, remember, and I should actually have the verse and text, but it says it several times throughout the New Testament. But one of the aspects when Jesus healed the man uh, that was in the temple, who was, uh, he was, he was ailed, and then as a result of healing him, he says, go and sin no more, your sins are forgiven you. And they make a charge and say, no one can forgive sins except for God. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I am God. And I then blasphemy, God. they call him blasphemy. So anyone who is saying that they can forgive sins is blasphemy. And one of the things about the Roman, uh, about, about the, I guess you called him the guy in the white chair, whatever you called him, right? Is that uh, you say confessionals to the priest. Mm-hmm. You call them father and you, as you confess them. But I, as pastor, or you as my brother in Christ, I, you, can, I, you can forgive me for something like if I hit you in the face, you can forgive me. Sure. But you can't forgive me of my sins. There's only one who can. And that's, and that's Christ. And that's God, right? Uh, so he, uh, he said these pompous words, and then shall persecute the saints of the Most High. I found the, uh, the verse that Pastor Swoops was talking about. Thank you. Um, and Jesus, um, and it says, And uh, behold, they brought a sick, uh, this is Matthew 9, verse 2. It says, And behold, they brought a sick man uh, lying in a bed for Jesus, uh, seeing their faith of the, sick, uh, of the sick man, said, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins are forgiven thee. And behold, a certain scribe said within themselves, This man is blaspheming, or he's lying to himself. Uh, or he's lying. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, what, uh, what do you think in, uh, why do you think evil in your hearts? He said, for what is easier to say, thy sins be forgiven, or to say, arise and walk? Be that ye may know that the Son of Man has the power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said, um, uh, he basically says, um, to show you that I have the power to forgive sins. And then he said to the man, Arise, take up thy bed, and go into thy house. So Jesus just basically said at that point, he says, basically, I am God. Yes. Uh, and, that, and he says, in order to prove that, he says, let me show you also another physical thing on top of that, uh, which is a cool double blow. But anyway, um, back to um, da- uh, Daniel. Yeah. No, I was thinking, um, yeah, when you're talking about uh, persecuting the uh, saints, uh, we were referencing more the priest who said who uh, people went to that they thought they could forgive them, forgive their sins, but they actually can't because only God can. You, you know, Alan, do you have Wi-Fi on your computer? Yeah, I do. I can. Look up for me uh, Ten Commandments uh, Catholic Bible. Ooh. All right. So because the next part is, well, he persecuted the saints and no other empire has persecuted more saints, uh, more people than that of the the Roman Empire. If you did not join, they had the they had the military power to execute, right? Yes. But then he shall and shall intend to change times and law. A lot of people say, well, they changed Sunday uh, to the Sabbath, right? From Sabbath to Sunday. Uh, but it's more than that, because uh, notice here it's times and laws. And so as Alan's looking that up, did mm, you find anything? I found one that uh, wasn't exact. Here it is: Catholic Ten Commandments. Okay, here it is. Um, I want to find the actual Bible. No, that's, that's all right. You can just write Catholic Ten Commandments. All right, Catholic Ten Commandments. Um, well, no, that's the same thing. Um, give me one moment. Uh, Exodus chapter 20. Um, there's a star behind this one. 
Here, just go back to these. Just, just read the Ten Commandments that they have. Okay, um, I'm finding one. It says, I am Lord your God. You shall worship the Lord your God. Um, oh, these are the ones uh, established by St. Augustine. Um, I am Lord your God. You shall worship no other God, and him only shall you serve. You shall not take the name of the, uh, of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not kill. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witnesses against your neighbor. You shall not cover your neighbor's wife. You shall not cover your neighbor's goods. So, so what, what's Wait, they're missing one. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they just split. You shall not cover your neighbor's wife and neighbor's goods. That's true. That's <laughs> so we talk about changing times of law, right? A lot of people don't know this, but what they actually did is there's one here that says, you shall not make of yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything in heaven or above that is on earth or beneath that is in the water or flood or, 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 or under the earth, and you shall not bow down to them nor serve them. So iconotalism, right? I think that's the word. Anyways, worshiping icons or images is a part of the Roman Catholic faith. Yeah. And so they actually took that one out, uh, inserted, and they took the thou shalt not covet, made into two, so that they can then bow down to graven images. Right? Well, that's what you call wow. manipulating the system. Now, you know, and I, I would love to throw stones at them and not throw But listen here. A part of every denomination, we oh, have we things, the, right? Yeah, that's right. the thing. It's just minor details, but it is interesting to see. But, but seeing this directly, to say I can take God's Ten Commandments and I can twist it around to how, how I want to say it and how I want to share it is, a, is blasphemy as well. You know, mm -hmm. I, yeah. There's part of, maybe I don't like my mom and dad, and so I said, you know what, thou shall, uh, you know, instead so, of so saying honor thy father and mother, like, uh, decently like them, right? <laughs> no, I, I can't say that. This is these are the words of God, mm -hmm. uh, and so I wanted to see is that, and they also did change the Sabbath uh, from Saturday to Sunday. Um, there's some historical reasons for that as well. Uh, Constantine uh, in 313, he was actually trying to unite paganism and Christianity. And he was successful at it, but it had its implications. It had its drawbacks as well as its, you know. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it was beneficial in some cases, but in other cases it was like, okay, you just basically ruined what you were trying to say. Pretty questionable. Uh, yeah. But yeah, wow, interesting. This is a wow. Interesting I actually did not know that. You didn't yeah. know this, Mitch? This I didn't, is cool. I didn't know about the Catholic. I didn't realize that they changed it. Uh, well, this was under Roman rule at this time, and it was actually, it was very interesting. Also, uh, side notes, um, Galileo, um, a whole ton of, ast not astrologers, because astrologer would mean that you were trying to tell the future from the stars, um, or believe the stars had the future, but um, basically people who were, uh, what's the proper term? I guess it is astrologer as well. Yeah. Um, but basically people who were trying to figure out how the galaxy worked, like, okay, the sun's here, the moon's here, the star's here. Um, people thought for many years that the earth was the center of the universe because nobody would believe anybody else at this time because they couldn't convince any of the leaders of any of the political stuff at this time, including yeah. the churches at this time, that the, uh, earth went around the sun. Uh, it took us till spaceships before everybody was finally agreed on that and still, right? So the last part, and then I actually have to get out of here soon, but, okay, that's fine. Yeah, but no, we're almost done. 25 at the end of it says, and the saints shall be given to his hand for a time and times and half a time. Yeah, yeah. What, what's a time in this case? Uh, so is that a hundred years? So the, uh, this is like actually equals out to three and a half years. But okay, so a day for a year, right? Yeah. So this is actually uh, the twelve hundred and sixty year prophecy. 
Okay. So from 538, and we believe this ends at 1798. Mm -hmm. And 1798 is where uh, this little horn receives a deadly wound. And this is where we find that General Berthier actually, uh, he took the Pope into imprisonment. And we see the end of Roman power ending for a while. But notice there that this, uh, we'll see this a little bit more in Daniel chapter 8. Yeah. Uh, but this little, this, uh, this horn is wounded for a time, but then gains power once again in the future. So, dun, dun, dun. Wow. I guess we're going to see a little bit more of this later, yeah, right? Yeah, we'll, ha we'll have to wow. see how that works in the future. But, uh, yeah, anything else we want to talk to? Listeners? You know, Mark, that was a very fascinating, very fascinating we, chapter. We know this is a jam-packed episode, so you may have to listen to it a couple of times. Yeah. Now. It's like, a shorter one, so. It's, it, it's still good. And we let me and Alan really do appreciate you yeah, coming, on for coming on the day. Yeah, the show, My Pastor. Pleasure. Also, if you're interested, Pastor Swoops, and um, you want to tell them about your oh, podcast, yeah, 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 so please. Dr. Michael Campbell and myself, we start a podcast on the Sabbath School lesson. We call it Sabbath School Rescue. You can type it in uh, and just start it. We just launched on Spotify. We're ironing out some kinks. Wow. It'll be on Apple pretty soon. So Yo, we'll, yeah. we'll definitely check it out. All right. Totally appreciate awesome. it, guys. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we'll have to check that out. And if you want to listen to the, if you want some spoiler alert, you can go actually back through all of our chapters of Daniel that we have done up to uh, channel chapter seven. Obviously we did that today, uh, but you can want, uh, starting on season two, so you can do season two and each chapter is correlated with the name of the episode. Yep. So, uh, mm, and shameless plug. we're also hopefully going to have some uh, more guests on the, st uh, the show this week. I mean, this year. This um, year, yeah. We're gonna. We may switch the schedule to probably once every three weeks. Honestly, for it depending, stuff. it depends on our times. But we will definitely keep you guys up to okay. date about what happens. Yeah, and we're gonna try to go a little bit more of a. We have a little bit easier time this semester, so to speak. So, awesome. Yeah. Well, hey. Anyway, um, if you're interested, you can check us out and email us at swayupodcast at gmail.com. Anyway, uh, thanks, guys. Bye. Yeah, bye.